You're listening to Wiretap with Jonathan Goldstein on CBC Radio 1 and Sirius Satellite Radio 137. Today's episode, Don't Go Changing. One of the dads took off his shirt at the park near our house. He climbed up the swing set to the bar at the top and then swung across its length, maneuvering around the dangling chains, proceeding arm over arm like an ape, like a black and white ape in a Tarzan film. He was a handsome, gray-haired man, tanned and muscular, and as he worked his way across, sure-handed, eyes on the prize, his two little kids clapped ecstatically, shouting out encouraging things like, Awi, Papa! Bravo, Papa! And, You're almost there, Papa! All of the parents stopped and watched. It was an event. After he left, and I was sure no one but my girlfriend Hetty and our 12-year-old daughter Zuzu were watching, I tried to do the same, and failed. Failed miserably. I couldn't even scale to the top to start my swinging. I was surprised. I really thought I could pull it off. Jump up, grab the bar, swing across to the other side like an ape. No big deal. I guess the last time I had tried something like that, I was a teenager. It wasn't that not being able to do it made me feel old, so much as it made me feel sickly, doughy and old. I walked over to the park bench where Hetty and Zuzu were sitting. When I started up the swing set, I said, Just for a second, did you get a little bit of that, I think he's actually going to do it, feeling in your stomach? They both shook their heads no. Superdad had clearly triggered something in me, reminded me of something. Human potential, perhaps. Whatever it was, though, it was very shortly afterwards forgotten. Until a couple of weeks ago, when Hetty ran into him on the street. Superdad's easily ten years older than you, she said. He was wearing a t-shirt. He obviously works out. When I thought back to Superdad, I found myself imagining a tall man, possibly seven or eight feet, facial features carved out of granite, and the kind of upper torso one can only get working out in a prison yard. Sometimes he appeared to me smiling rakishly like Errol Flynn, and other times he was stoic and steely-eyed. But always, he was shirtless. Hetty started running into him more and more, and every time she did, she'd give me an update. He had on a striped shirt with the sleeves rolled up, she'd say. He was wearing a v-neck. He was walking a dog. After that, I started going to the swing set in the park, sporadically and usually after dark. I was going to make it across, as if I were on Survivor, as if I were in a Raymond Carver short story, drunk and seeking to prove to myself or someone, something or other about something. This plan, as broad as it may seem, adhered to certain basic rules. I did not want to succeed after a prolonged period of training. I was not going to enroll in a cardio hip-hop class and perform endless sit-ups in the living room that would leave my back carpet burned and my stomach feeling like it had been hit by a cannonball. I wanted to just do it, spontaneously, after dinner and a few drinks, a box of turtles and two hours of primetime TV viewing. I wanted it to be unearned. Superdad might have to work out, but I was going to make it through a combination of sheer will and fluke. Success would be sweeter that way. After a few nights, 
I realized that every time, shortly after I scaled to the top, my hands would become too sweaty and I'd drop. For me, sweaty hands have always been a problem, and now, again, it was causing me grief. As a kid, when I'd have to give a report at the front of the classroom, my hands would become so saturated in palm sweat that the papers I was holding would turn see-through. As a teenager, girlfriend's dads found my handshake to be like that of a baby porpoise. As a result, I was treated like a shifty, sneaky, possibly perverted suitor. Some nights I'd get to the park, and so bereft of confidence, I'd just stare at the swing set. In bed, I would lie awake, trying to figure out how a person might go about buying gymnastic chalk. Are there stores for such things? Then one night, after recalling the seemingly boundless affection Superdad inspired in his kids, and the way they in turn spurred him on to greatness, I decided to ask Zuzu to come to the park with me. Begrudgingly, she grabbed her homework and followed along. Maybe a little spurring was all I needed. When we got there, she sat down on one of the swings, her math textbook in her lap. Feel free to call me Papa, I said, as in, you are as strong as a lion, Papa. I started my ascent, and Zuzu watched. My scaling to the top, as always, involved the desperate, unmanly shinnying of my thighs up the pole. By the time I reached the top bar, I was exhausted, hyperventilating, and pretty much without dignity. Still, Zuzu was impressed. I didn't think you'd make it to the top, she said, opening up her book. Then she said that I should probably come down, because if I fell, I'd break my leg. Zuzu didn't believe in me, but she did care about me, and at that moment, as I hung from the bar three feet off the ground, like a tree sloth who had lost the will to live, care felt better than belief. I let go. Hetty and Zuzu have seen me fail at everything, from loading an iPod to performing the running man while watching So You Think You Can Dance. Falling from the swings was just one more failure in a string of thousands I was confident were yet to come. I was, after all, still young. As we walked home, I realized that even if I could make it, I didn't have the panache to do it shirtless. And that was a big part of what made Superdad loom so large in my mind. Shirtlessness. I haven't taken my shirt off in public since the age of 12, and even then it was probably after spilling grape juice on myself. The last time Hetty saw him, Superdad was shirtless once again. It was the hottest day of the year, and along with half the neighborhood, she and Zuzu went to the public pool. Superdad was there too. Hetty said he was trying to do laps up and down the length of the pool. They kept banging into people and getting beamed in the head with beach balls. She said he looked sad and angry, like a caged panther. Sometimes, she said later that night, it's hard to be Superdad, standing there waist high and screaming children without a thing to do. Breakfast meeting with Sue in accounting. 
Okay. I've asked for the kosher meal. Mm-hmm. At 10 o'clock is the Broadcasters Association annual meeting. That's at 10 o'clock? That's at 10 o'clock. Okay. All right. You writing this down? Because mm-hmm. I'm not going to tell you again. You know, Josh, i got to tell you, you know, initially when we came up with this idea of you, uh, you know, doing some secretarial work around the office, mm-hmm. I, I thought it was going to be a disaster. Did you? But I really, you know, I really think that it, it is working out quite well. Well, a single compliment for you can keep me going for days, so I really appreciate it. You're being, you're being sarcastic, but you know what? I don't mind it because you're also productive. We get back to work? Mm-hmm. Noon is a working lunch. Okay, with? Bobby Smithfield. Okay, you couldn't reschedule that? No. All right, and, and are you making headway with the intern applicants? I'm so glad you asked me that, because you know what? I have actually had... You're being sarcastic again, right? I can never tell with you. I actually have a very qualified applicant. I think we don't even need to keep the search going, because i got someone who I think is very qualified and is going to do a great job. So, I mean, we might as well just talk to them for two minutes, get it over with, and hire them. No, you were supposed to pick the three best, and then we together were going to select the best out of them. Why would I waste your valuable time? I chose the best can. There is no three. There's only one. No, but you remember I mean, the movie Highlander? There can only be one. D- did you put the call out for it in the classified of Broadcaster Weekly? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did that. Okay, this is the most. Well, qualified wait, hang African. on a second. Did you? Did you? Did you? Simply the best. Just please. Better than all the rare. I'm begging you. He's qualified for the post. I need a little real. I, I need real responsibility. You want me to be your trusted deputy? Make me your trusted deputy. All right. Uh, Thank you. Okay, because in you know in the ad that we put in there, we're asking for like a young, dynamic go-getter type. Mm-hmm. This person's a young, dynamic go-getter. Done and done. What so impressed you with him? Look, you'll talk to him. You'll see for yourself. So we should should we call him up and just we should just yeah. tell him okay, and then he could start next Monday. He probably start today. He's very eager. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, he's a big fan of the show. Big fan of the show. Really? Yeah. Sounds good. And yeah. he has and he has a, a broadcast experience. As long as your arm. Huh. All right. Well, okay. So, so uh, shall we, should we just get him on the line and yes, tell him that he's got I'll it? Yes, I'll call him up. And you haven't told him that he's got the job yet? No. All right. So you'll tell him. And what does he want to hear from me for? I'm a nothing. I'm a nobody. You tell me that all the time. I never say. Why would you say something? You tell like, me with your eyes. Okay. Look, let's get him on the line. And uh, well, it's fun. It'll be a nice way to start off the day. Some exciting news for somebody. Fine. Fine. Oh, and and uh, what's this young man's name again? Gonda. Okay. Hello. Um, hi, is this uh, is this uh, Gonda? Yeah. Hi, Gonda. This is Jonathan Goldstein calling from CBC Radio. Right. Josh is on the line with me. Josh. Hey, Gonda. What's uh, up? We have some great news for you. What's that? Josh, may I? Please. You're the new intern. You're the one. Congratulations. What's the pay? All that will be ironed out, um, but uh, well, let's do that now. Yeah, well, this is this is some very exciting news, right? Right. Uh, h- hang on one moment, okay, Gonda? Yeah, okay. Okay. What is this? What? There's no level of excitement. No, like that's great. Nothing. You know what I mean? He's like all this. business. Do you want someone who's going to genuflect that you're older, or someone who's going to make the show better? This man's a professional. Okay, he's done a lot of work before. I saw his resume. Really? He's not the kind of guy that gets uh, all twiddly winks about your radio show. Okay, all right, all right, fine. Jeez, oh, okay, have right. some respect all right, all right, for a right. fellow professional. Okay, I'm trusting you on this. Okay, and, and well, you should. Okay, just let me get him back. Uh, Gonda. Still here. Um, so uh, Josh told me that you're that you're really like the, the, you're a fan of the radio program. I don't think I ever really heard it. I'm just going to put you on hold for another moment, okay, Gonda? All right. 
Why Which, did you choose him? Because he doesn't have a no, pre-established he, agenda about the show. He's never heard. He brings a fresh perspective. That's fine. Fresh is fine, but you lied to me. Let me be frank. All you've asked him is, you know, oh, you're the one. Do you think I'm handsome? Am I am I as great as I think I am, or am I greater? Why don't you ask him some questions about, like, radio production, about what he can bring to the show? Okay, Why don't you right, ask right, him about right, him? All right, all right, all right. Okay, fine. Hey, Gonda? Still here. What kind of experience do, do you have? What kind of radio work have you done? Radio work? I worked for the city for like five years. I don't know about radio work. Uh, what kind of work have you done for the city? Ballpark maintenance. Uh-huh. How old are you? What, are you hitting on me? No, no, it's, it's just that... Uh, 38. You got a problem? Gonda, can I ask you a question? Yeah? Why are you applying for, for this internship? Okay, one second. I am supercharged at the prospect of joining your creative team and bringing a fresh new perspective. But, I mean, you know, just without reading anything, I mean, just, you know, talking from your heart, really, like, you know, like... What, what more do you want? He well, just told I, I know, you. Well, I'm asking him. But you just asked him and I he told did, Right, but I, in his own words. I mean... That the, was his own words. That's what he told me to say in case you kept, you know... Look, okay, Wait, 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 hang on a second. Who, who, he gave whoa, whoa, wait, you... Wait, wait a second, wait a second. Who told, who told you to say that? news told Gosh, him. Gosh, did. I, really? Yes, I well, told him that he'd have to step up to Wait, the hang on a second. I told wait, him... Wait, 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 uh, Gonda? Yeah? It's fair to say that you and Josh are, uh... Gandhi, you're friends with Josh? You guys are friends? I friends as much as acquaintances. Acquaintances? Yeah, from the track. From the career track. We're both on, we want to be radio professionals. What track are you talking about? The horse track, you know, the ponies. Your friend has got a problem over hey, there. Hey, hey! You want to get paid? Shut oh, I'm going to get paid. All I ask is that you shut up. Just, yes, sir. No, sir. That's all you have to say. I love the radio. Yeah, I I'm love done it. With that. I'm done shutting up. You blew a cover. Okay, calm down, Chunky. You owe me $100, okay? Now, Goldstein, your friend over there is a degenerate gambler. I mean, look how far he's gone. You're a friend of his, right? I was. Yeah. Josh? Do you owe this man money? I told him I would get him an internship. It's a way to get some money, okay? I'm sorry. H how was it that uh, that Josh lost this money to you? Go fish. Excuse me? Playing go fish down at the Golden Age. The, the Jewish seniors residence? That's right. I like to hang out at the Golden Age. What's the problem? Oh, I got addicted when my grandfather was there. Is that a crime? Actually, it is. I told you to shut up! I'm done covering your ass! Gonda, I'm gonna, listen to me. I'm gonna cover this, this time, Josh, okay? I'm gonna you send... Are? Yeah. Stand with me, man. I would rather you just... Yourself uh, a hole. You're gonna pay him for me? We'll work something out later, don't worry. Really? Yeah. So, uh, we'll get that off to you, Gonda. Thanks a lot. All right, man. Thanks. Okay. Bye-bye. Yeah, bye. Yeah, bye, turkey neck. You know what, John? It kills me to say this. It kills me. But uh, that was actually a nice thing you just did. Well, don't mention it. Wait, but hang on a second. How, how can I get a piece of this Go Fish action? You want in? Yeah. What the hell? Yeah, I used to play it as a kid with my aunt and my grandmother and stuff like that. Oh. I didn't. I didn't know that you can go pro. Oh man, we could be a team, man, because you know, because Gonda always plays with Murray, all right, and Murray's mm -hmm. a shark, man. I can, I, mm -hmm. I, I could use you because I know Murray. Murray's got a tell, right? Because when Murray starts playing with his IV, you know he's bluffing.
Sometimes we play for pills too, man. I got myself some Vicodin and some Viagra one time. It's good, you know. You, you got free knishes, you know. You go down there. The Sanka's on the house. Mm-hmm. They've got they got cable TV in the solarium, you know. They got. Why, hello, Stanley. Here I am, all freshly bathed and scented, and feeling like a brand new human being. That's good. Excuse me while I slip on my pretty new dress. Go right ahead, Blanche. I understand there's to be a little card party to which we ladies are cordially not invited. Okay, you know, I just gotta stop for a second. I, I appreciate your help so much, you know, but you're, you're just not convincing me, and I'm having a hard time just kind of throwing me off. Well, hang on. Wait, what do you, what do you mean not convincing well, you're you? You're supposed to be Blanche Dubois. You're an insane, crazy Southern woman. Yeah, but... Uh, Southern Belle. Right, but Howard, I'm not... Okay, first of all, I'm not an actor. I'm just trying to help you. Yeah, okay? I know, but I, I need you to put some life into it. I mean, like, I, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, it's just not about reading, just reading the words on paper. I mean, I, I mean, I'm not, I, don't, I don't want you to feel any pressure, but, you know, the Shamu Laval, uh, Baggy Pants All-Star players, they're, they're not just looking for anybody. They have some star quality there. Mm-hmm. They got a kid, he's 14, he's going out for Stanley Kowalski, he's already been in the Canadian Tire commercial. Well, you're going against a kid? Hey, if he's got chops, he's got chops. Yeah. I mean, I'll look better with my shirt off, but uh, he might be a better Stanley. Uh-huh. Howard, can I, can I just, can I suggest something? Yeah, sure. I, th- I think actually, like, you know, I mean, it's a very physical role, and I think doing it over the phone might, might be, you know, inhibiting you a little bit. Maybe you should just find someone, you know, to, to do it with in person. I can't find anyone to help me in person. I tried to get my mother to help me do it. She was horrible. She was, I, I was very uncomfortable having her play Blanche, I'll tell you that much. Oh, I can always give your mom a call. No, you're not. I'm just trying to find... You're not going to do that. Let's just continue. All right, I'll, we'll, we'll do it over the phone. <clears throat> okay. Hello, Stanley. Here I am, all freshly bathed and scented. Okay, a little more sultry. Okay, Howard, that's, gonna... as, that's as far as I'm going, okay? You're going to have to live with jump that. In. And, and feeling like a brand new human being. That's good. Excuse me while I slip on my pretty new dress. Go right ahead, Blanche. I understand there's to be a little card party to which we ladies are cordially not invited. Yeah. Where's Stella? Out on the porch. I'm going to ask a favor of you in a moment. What could that be, I wonder? Some buttons in the back of my dress. Hmm. How do I look? You look all right. Many thanks. Now the buttons. I can't do nothing with them. Howard, what are you doing? I'm in a sinus. I'm trying to what? make them all, I'm trying to make Stanley Kowalski all, like, completely oblivious to her and just doing his everyday thing, you know, eating a sandwich. Well, okay, first of all, how, how are you going to be buttoning up her dress with a, with a sandwich in your hand? Mm. I'm just going to shove the entire sandwich in my mouth. Okay, you see how, you know, one, one of the things about acting, I mean, is, is, you know, elocution. I mean, you're supposed to be, you're supposed to be understood. Yeah. And, and I, I just think you're, with your mouth full, no one's going to hear what you're saying. Well, I mean, you know, he's talking through the food. You can hear me now. Did you hear me say that? Yeah. I think I'm pretty familiar with acting. I mean, do you know anyone that watches more TV than I do? Do you know anyone that rents more DVDs than I do? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, come on. Um, okay, well, uh, okay, I'll put this down for now. Uh, uh, yeah. Can I ask you a question? Mm-hmm. Wh- wh- why all of a sudden do you want to even be acting in the first place? All of a sudden? I, 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 my I, God, the I, first I've ever what heard am I, What am I not acting? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I mean, from from morning to night, I'm always on. I, I my range is impeccable. I mean, I can. I All right. Can, okay. Fine. Let's continue. 
You men with your big clumsy fingers. May I have a drag on your cig? Have one for yourself. Why, thanks. No, you know, I, I, I'm trying to, I can't find my family. Could you just give me a second? I said, let me just get my, let me just, let me just warm up. I need to, I think I need to limber up like, like, like method acting style. Oh, yeah? You, you know, Howard, actually, it might be helpful for you to maybe look at, you know, other past performances of a streetcar name. Yeah, I don't want to really, really, like, you know, taint my performance with, you know, someone else's style. I want to be unique, you know. You've, have you seen the movie with Brando? I mean, not him in particular, not necessarily Marlon. Right, because you realize, I mean, he was famous for playing Stanley Kowalski. Well, he was famous for, for, for playing a lot of things. Yeah. He played, he played bongo drums. But it doesn't mean that I need to go sit there and learn how to play bongo drums. I, I'm not sure why you're ripping me apart like this. I mean, that's why you're helping me. That's what I'm asking. I'm not trying to... I'm trying to... I'm, look, I'm trying to help you, okay? And I'm, I'm not... I'm the, I don't claim to be an actor. You want to be an actor, right? I am an actor. Okay, so... You, I'm, I'm just so an actor should be able to take a little bit of criticism, don't you think? Well, you know, after I have my reviews and, uh, you know, when I sit down and I read something from, let's say, you know, the New York Times theater critic or something and they're, like, saying something that's critical of my work, yeah, sure, then I'll take it. Wh wh by the way, when are the editions? Um, next week. Howard, put the sandwich away. I'm putting it away. In my mouth. Are you, are you, have you, do you have the lines memorized? You mean, like, why I don't need the paper? Yeah, like that. No. I, mean, I don't want to blow them away. I mean, I, I mean, I've been training very hard. I've been mm -hmm. trying to like, get in shape to be like a really kind of like a real powerful, manly Stanley Kowalski kind mm -hmm. of thing. Like you know the, like the Stella scene, for example. Like you mm -hmm. know, I'm screaming Stella, Stella. But I want to build the passion. You know, I want to build the, the you know the energy and, and, mm -hmm. and emotion. And I was thinking like maybe, like what I would do is like I'd, I'd wear a shirt. I just like when I'm screaming Stella, Stella, rip it right off. You know, like that. That might be impressive. Yeah, oh, I want to ask you actually. Well, I got you. Can you bring me home on those cheap wiretap shirts there? Mm-hmm. Thanks. You want to continue going through the line? Yeah. What is the cost for a string of fur pieces like that? That's pretty good. Why, those were a tribute from an admirer of mine. You must have had a lot of admiration. Oh, in my youth, I excited some admiration. But look at me now. Yeah, yeah, and there's something, there's something, you gotta, like, again, a little more, you know, tell you what, you do, can you do that line that I had trouble with, and I'll, and I'll do Blanche, maybe if we, we should slip it around a little bit. Okay. What does it cost for a string of fur pieces like that? Why, those were tribute from an admirer of mine. He must have had a lot of admiration. Oh, in my youth, I excited some admiration, but look at me now. Okay, you know, Howard, I'm I'm actually finding that sort of disturbing. Maybe I should go for Blanche. I seem to come up more naturally. Is that crazy? Just go, go just do Stanley, okay? Me, 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 me. Who are you? Me, me, me. I'm Stanley Kowalski. I'm Stanley Kowalski. I'm Stanley Kowalski. Some men are took in by this Hollywood glamour stuff, and some men are not. You're simple, straightforward, and honest. A little bit on the primitive side, I should think. To interest you, a woman would have to... Lay... Her cards on the table. Now I've cut the rebop. Howard, can I just interrupt for a second? Yeah, sure. I, I I don't I don't know that you're cut out for acting. You know, you're you're a great guy. I mean, you've got you you're you're, you're multi talented. You know, you're you're in. Uh, I mean, I just it's not maybe not your calling. You know. <laughs> Howard. Yeah. How Howard? What are you What are you doing? Uh, I'm just changing the ceiling bulb because. I can't really see what's going on here. 
having a hard time reading. Uh huh. Anyway, but but you know what I mean. Like I I, I don't think you should take it too hard or anything because. Um, I mean, you, you know, you're. I mean, you're. You, in, in in other respects, you're lovely. Oh. Oh. How, oh. How, how, how? What just happened? Oh, I fell off the ladder. And I I smacked my hip on the ground. Are you all right? Oh. I hurt myself. That's for sure. Can I? Can you get up? Oh. I, I, you didn't break anything, did you? I don't think so. Oh my God! Wow. You just faked that? But I didn't fake that. I acted it. Uh-huh. And for me, like, this is only the beginning. You're going to see me. You're going to see me on commercials. I'm going to be on kid shows. I'm going to be doing theater. You know, I can imagine myself on some kind of late-night talk show with my legs crossed and my fingers pressed together. No, they'll ask me about, you know, where my drive comes from. And I'll say, you know, you know, David Letterman, you know what it is that really got me going? There was a time when I was ready to give up. There was a time when I felt like, you know what, maybe I don't have the chops to be an actor, you know. But I'll just say there was this one guy, Jonathan Goldstein, who just dug it into me so deep and so cut me to the quick that I went doubly hard. Don't go changing to try and please me. You never let me down before. You're too familiar And I don't see you anymore On Wiretap today, you heard Joshua Carpati, Peter Gonda, and Howard Chakowitz. Wiretap is written and performed by Jonathan Goldstein, and produced by Jonathan Goldstein, with Mira Bertwin-Tonic, Wendy Dore, and Carolyn Warren. Reach us through our website at cbc.ca slash wiretap. Don't change the color of your hair mm-hmm. You always have my unspoken passion Although I might not seem to care I don't want clever conversation To work that hard mm-hmm. I just want someone That I can talk to I want you just the way you are Need to know that you will always be Someone 